Calfaxia has betrayed me for the last time. That filthy demon does not deserve one of my quality. My loyalty lies with Zinch, not its feathered sycophants. It's been only a fortnight since freeing myself from that slaver of ways, and already my power draws those who would recognize the path to glory that I walk. The rotten filth of Nurgle see my potential. Those pestilent knights crumple into the mire all those who would stand in my way. Now, now, my pet, I know you yearn for the freedom that the betrayer denied you. I will let you unleash your mutilating powers soon. I know you yearn to bask upon you by our patron. Shut it, you fool. You exist only to amuse me, and my patience wears thin. Zinch has weighed and measured you and found you wanting Bon. Push me further and you will find I am much less tolerant than our master. I will show you what real power looks like. Yes, real power. Welcome. To the dudes of Sigma. I am Damon. And I'm Roma. And we're having a lot of fun with the Path of Glory. Oh my gosh, this is so much fun. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so today's the big day. Yep. Oh my gosh, the kickoff. We get uh, started today. Um, we've been talking about this for a while, um, pretty much since uh, the league started to wrap up and we were thinking about what's next. And here we are. Yes, and tonight we're going to have quite a few people coming over, and we're going to get started, and I'm excited. Yeah, um, you know, a couple of things have sort of lined up to make this happen. Uh, for the uh, for those who don't know, I'm, like, incredibly stubborn, and so when I heard the, the reviews of, um, I f- forget who it was, it might have been, might have been um, um, Party at the All Points interviewing Reese from... Um, frontline games saying that you know nobody who responded to the sur- the survey from LVO said uh, that people like to play narrative. I'm like, forget that. I want to be a narrative person, so that kind of did that. And then the Kickstarter happened, where we're going to get to make the fortress, which uh, I'm hoping we're going to get some STLs any day. Um, and hopefully Robin can bring his printer over so we can get that set up tonight and get ready to start making up some stuff. And should we talk about how amazing your narrative is? I was a little shocked. That I think that's probably where your talent lies. 
Roma said this morning, she says, you may not be good at Warhammer, but you do a mean voice acting. (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's a compliment. (laughs) Yes, that is a compliment. Oh, my goodness. I was blown away. I didn't know that you could do that. I was down here this morning, first thing, and I came down here and I had the mic and I was all like method acting and hunched over and doing that. It's I got to say, I don't know that I would have necessarily done that for a 2,000 point match playlist, but uh, I, I can see, you know, that's kind of the fun. That's one of the things that really the narrative play, you can like literally get into it. Yep. Well, I've been excited that we've been... Um showcasing some of the narratives in our podcast recently and today we're going to have how many more are we going to be playing uh, we've today got, i think two or three more narratives that we're going to get in and if there's any latecomers mm-hmm. it might be more so we're just going to sprinkle those narratives so what we've done is uh, ask everybody who wants to that's playing in the path to glory to record uh, a story of their war band and people have been doing it. People have been leaning into it and being a little vulnerable. And I think it's really cool that people are going to put themselves out there who may not naturally sort of be there. Wow. <laughs> this is so exciting. Should we play one now? Yeah. All right. All right. Let's, let's do, it. do it. Let's slide one in. Okay. Shortly after the events of Scrag Rot's mighty hordes into Ayada was successful, the bad moon blessed the land with a dense sporulation in order to begin the fungal takeover. In reverence to the blessings of the bad moon, the Loon King sent out hordes of various moon clan shamans to search for new dank territory and forage rare moon fungus to fuel the greenskin expeditions to the north and the east. Collectively known as the Brothers of Deathcap, a small band of shroom-sniffing squigs and their spore-intoxicated handlers led by the newly inoculated fungoid shaman Sporkmar Stank Water was venturing west of Scragrot's rusty blade fortress, known as Scrapper Spill, and north of Greyford Lodge Gatewold. Each team of shroom hunters was tasked with surveying a certain piece of land in Ayada for what fungal delights there may be found. The brothers were set on a course for a previously unexplored valley within the heart of the Middle Mountains. The crumbled valley they had entered seemed to have been formed in a great cataclysm and was home to many vast cliffs, crevasses, sharp mountain peaks, and most importantly in grot standards, caves, and wet ones at that. They had found a cave deeper than most, emanating with a ghostly blue-green glow, the heavy, dank smell of what could only be described as sweet feet, rotting flesh, and with a hint of gurian roses, had overwhelmed the shaman and his snuffler squigs. They pushed deeper to find the source of this fungal stench. As the cavern opened up into a larger chamber, the snuffler squigs started grumbling, vibrating, and foaming slightly at the mouth. There, in the centre of the chamber, could be seen a large glowy shroom, the likes of which they had never smelt before. Perhaps this was a new type of cosmic death cap, or even the fabled Bad Moon Boss Fungi. The squigs were bouncing with a Bad Moon energy. Sporkmoth thought it would be best to approach with caution, as these types of cosmic fungi were known to dig their mycelium straight into the brains and bodies of anything around them. He pulled out his large, rusty blade and gently tried prying the mushroom out of the rock, dampy cave soil. Suddenly, the whole cave shook. Stones shifted and slipped, and the mushroom shot straight up out of the ground with immense force. As it rose to the roof of the cave, it let out a great To the amazement of all the grots, before them now stood the mightiest troll boss they had ever seen. I are Krog. He let out with a rumbling bellow and a belch. The Krog, Sporkmar said inquisitively. 
The gargantuan beast was a legendary trog boss, formerly of Glog's Megamon, during the first invasion of Throndia. He went missing for many years, but it is speculated that he had been asleep after a heavy intoxication, probably long before the Bad Moon sporulation, in a pile of cave rubbish in the mountains. The new rare Bad Moon fungus had grown directly into the back of this great trogoth and seemingly caused a massive increase to both his size and his intelligence, if you know what I mean. Through the use of entirely monosyllabic words, grunts, and very large hand gestures, Krog had just enough ability to communicate to the others. Sporkmar knew that this Trogoth had the rare gift of the loon bosses, and was not just any ally to their cause, but could bring them great accolades and stories of war triumphs back to scrap a spill as the lost general of Glog's mega mob. Okay. All right. I have no idea who that's going to be, but I'm sure it was an excellent one. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to slice those in after the fact. That's a okay. post editing thing. Um, I mean, what do you what do you think about that? If people like you know doing the voices and I mean, folks are like putting in their own sound. I didn't even put the sound into most of these. Well, when I heard some of them, and when I heard Michaels and Raymonds and Robin, like everybody, it's. I'm just blown away, and I can't believe I just read mine from the book, <laughs> you know, just written down on my phone several podcasts ago. I think I need to raise the bar there. But uh, you know what? I think that's, and I think that's why this community is so great, because we've just been sort of, you know, the next person does something, they add a little sound effect, and the next person, like, adds a voice, and the next, like, and it just keeps going up and up, and we all just gently sort of push each other, and we're a little bit competitive, maybe. Competitive is the nature of the game. <laughs> right? And I, I think this is where some of that competition shows up in a, in a really positive way as everyone yeah. just sort of levels each other up this way. Exactly. I wish we had a chance to practice, but we didn't. But our schedules look a little better in the next few weeks, so we'll get some more games in and continue on the path to glory. I'm Yeah, I'm excited. I've got... Uh, I've been grinding on the paint this week. Um, again, um, Raymond... Was we were chatting back and forth, and he said, "Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to try and be painted for Path to Glory." And I thought, "Oh, well, I mean, I've got, you know, my my hero painted, my spawn painted in the Five Nights, but there's no way on earth I'm going to get that uh, um, Mutalith Vortex Beast." And I'm like, "You know what? If Raymond can do it, I can do it." <laughs> so uh, I've been cranking on that, and it's—I mean, it's one coated. It's not done, but it's going to look good enough. It's certainly um, battle ready. Wow, that's amazing. So what's your list again? I can't, I forgot. My list? I think I'm going to have to review my list. Well, I've got um, Lord Arcanum on a Grip Charger. Yeah. And then of I've course. got the Dracolines. And then I've got the Silesian Vortex. And then I've got okay. my, wh why, are you, <laughs> why are you choking and gagging? Uh, I guess Damon? I should build that. You haven't built it yet? <laughs> Are you serious? Is that whole box of stuff we got like two weeks ago under the counter. No, I have not built it. So you've just been building your spawn and all of that, but I, not... No, I've been painting an, um, uh, Neve. Uh, yes, you have. You've done an amazing job and with Neve. Actually, I take that she, back. Sorry, dude. She looks really good. I'm quite yes. happy with her paint job. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what do you got? I can't, yeah, i got to build that like the second so we're done recording. So I will be subbing. <laughs> You're making last-minute additions? 
No, I oh, okay. can't. Can't I use another one that looks similar to the Silesian Vortex? No, I'll build it. It's not that hard. Oh, okay, great. Thank you. And then Lord Veritand. What does he do again? He has eight wounds, which is really good. And then he's got a Griffhound. So then he and then he so he's got a companion and he's got a lantern of abjuration. So I can unbind a spell. Oh, that'll probably be fairly handy. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And he's got a prayer. And so he can unbind the prayer and no, he's a priest? Yes. So he's got an answer value of four and pick an enemy unit within range and they suffer D3 mortal wounds. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Just some little chip damage in addition to everything else. Exactly. Cool beans. Well, uh, that kicks off tonight at approximately 5 o'clock, and then Josh is coming over to Raph... Oh, 5.30, sorry. Um, I, I don't think the you know, faithful fans out there are necessarily looking at crashing our place and wanting to get the time right, but... Plus, Josh is uh, wrapping up the uh, league, which I'm super excited about. That was that was a lot of fun. Good times. Um, yes, thank you, Josh, for organizing that. Can't say that enough. Um, so, as we move into the path to glory, and I, it's funny, I've, I've, I'm so excited to play both the match play. Uh, we've, I've got some games lined up against Josh and like Josh and Raymond over my half of the spring break. Do you? You've got some games lined up? Nope. I thought you got one with Josh. I haven't set the date yet, but yes, we're. You do have a game lined yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do have a ga- game lined up, but I don't have a set date and time. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm really excited about both playing both phases of this. My we haven't played at all lately, but I feel like the juices are flowing again. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Same here. I'm pretty excited. I've never played Path to Glory and never played with 600 points, so. This is exciting. Yeah, I, I want to see. I, I, I kind of wish we'd, you know, play test it a few more times, but or once even. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to it, the potential to, you know, have a bunch of people over here and just grind games for, you know, three or four hours tonight. Absolutely. I'm so excited. I have lots to r- report on. Um, so that's obviously the big thing. Uh, what else is going on in the foreseeable future for us in our game world journey? What about, well, just going back to Path to Glory, so how are we going to set this up? So we'll have, how many tables are we going to be pulling out I and setting up? The hope is we're going to have um, eight, no, six tables. So we'll have a potential of 12 people playing. Okay. And how does that work? So everyone, so we just randomly draw. You're going to draw. Yeah, names and a hat. Okay. And then, so I have my opponent, and then we just, what battle plan are we playing? Um, the... Uh, the battle tomes come with battle plans. Okay. Specific Path to Glory battle plans. Right. Okay. And so then um, the players can just flip a coin as to who gets the, the battle tome. Okay. Uh, wow. Yeah. And then we have to allot time in between each game for the like the little like the the campaigny stuff after the fact. It says it takes about five ten minutes to figure out who lives, who dies, spend our uh, glory points. So. What happens if, by some fluke chance, you and I are paired up against each other? Well, <laughs> we, 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 we got the prenup, so we should be okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just putting it out there. I don't <laughs> think I want to, to be my first opponent. <laughs> That's good. That is a bad thing. It's all supposed to be fun. I really? Mean, okay, I want to see you have fun. 
and I want you to speak after, and I want you to speak the next day. That's what and I would like, consider dude having fun. I'm squeezing potentially three games in here tonight. It better be fun. Okay. You weren't um, you weren't here when we did right at the beginning of the out. I don't know if it was the outbreak. we did it in the garage, so maybe it was part of the outbreak. Um, during the pandemic, we did a uh, crusade day in. Uh, like in the garage, we set up a bunch of tables and came, people came over and I think we knocked out three games each in an afternoon. And I don't know, I can't remember if I won or lost, but they were fun. And that's what these are supposed to be. Like it's, right. again, losing is actually part of the story. Right. Okay. Well, that's really good. And so I can't I wait can to tell the story of my lost son redemption. All right. Okay, you got this, dude. You got this. Zinch is going to bust out some moves today. Oh, my gosh. Well, I hope you um, have a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Okay. But you've, you've, uh, have you, well, we're not going to move up to 750 or 1,000 points anytime soon. So we're going to play with this for a while. And I think we'll be able to, the next one we do should probably be about our experience with the pet because we'll be able to speak more intelligently about it. Exactly. Because we've done it and we will yes. understand that, you know, which Absolutely. territories we got and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I'm quite excited about uh, the match play stuff that we've got planned. The, the, ch- the chat room has been a buzz this week. I think people are, I think it's been a bit of a lull. I don't know if a lot of people have been playing in the last little bit, but I think people are getting excited now. There's, it seems like more games are getting scheduled. Absolutely. Because uh, we've got, um, I know Mike's super pumped about the Kadoran Overlords, new Battle Tome coming out. Um, they've announced the uh, Blades of Corn Battle Tome and the Hedonets of Slanish uh, Battle Tome. So there's going to be like three new books. Well, plus, I mean, plus the, the Gits and the Beasts of Chaos is relatively new. So that's like five new books in the space of a couple months. Like the, the face of the game is changing really, really quick. Yep. Abs- um, one of the things I was going to say was, I know before we had talked about putting Nurgle to, oh, to bed. rest. Yes, to bed, to rest, to, you know, put it away. Um, that's going to be coming up. I think you're... Well, we could... One of the things we talked about was setting up a recording booth, Um somewhere down here tonight and people could just kind of walk up and do like their own little private recording of you know their their best nurgle moments and i thought that way would be oh that's a really good idea and it would be like a clip episode of something people just come on i'll show them how to hit the record button and we'll just record a bunch of people and there'll be noise and rockets in the background and that'll kind of add to the ambiance i love it because I think trying to get people, a bunch of people together for that is going to be way too tricky. Okay. Like, how hard was it to get tonight to happen? Not as hard as you think. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people that are making some accommodations to get here tonight, and I really appreciate it. So Yes, absolutely. Um, so we, is this time to fit in another... Let's do it. Shunned to the edges of the Heartwood Glade, Alan Yaga has spent eternal seasons stewing in a bitter hate that would make even the foulest Nurgle poison taste as sweet as suckled honey bays. Few have ever left her wildwood alive, but none before to draw a foot so close to her root home. As Kalathus approached, she felt a sudden weight in her head and a low rasp called out to her mind. Why have you come? The witch continued to toil in her garden, never turning to look. I come to offer a pact. 
I wish to seek your aid in exchange for this. The witch's interest peaked. She rises from her garden, turning to meet her intrusive guest. Seated upon the Kronothi's shoulders, she saw a large sack vibrating with natural energies. And what do you offer? Slowly, Kalathus places the sack upon the ground, opening it to reveal several soul pods nestling upon the cushioned leaves. The witch's rasping call piercing sharply into her head. And where did you acquire these? From your enemies. I have heard tale of the injustice they cast upon you, and I know too the pain of exile. So I spent the season of dwindling, harvesting our means of revenge. Kualthus braced in anticipation as fear, as she saw the witch's wooden mouth split wide and a smile revealing razor thorn teeth. The witch gestured and swiftly sprites came to gather the soul pods and carry them deeper into the wild wood. Come, we must cultivate your harvest. Deep in the thickest part, they approached an Everlife pool. The sprites moved quickly, placing the pods upon incubation in the pool. As the witch gestured with her glade scythe, a few of the soul pods began to crack and metamorphose. Five, taking the shape of haunting spirits attached to lifeless wood animated by living roots. Five more, taking the shape of elven hunters to cool off this disdain and reminded her of her slain kin. Once more, piercing into her mind, a call rang out. The season of the burgeoning has begun. Now let us sow the seeds of our hate that we may harvest a bountiful feast of revenge. And with her wooden maw, she began to chatter in what could only be described as a witch's cackle. It's in. <laughs> Man, I love tech. We live in an age of wonder. Boom! It magically happened. Yes, exactly. Uh, I want to thank that amazing contributor for like putting themselves out there and being so vulnerable. Your your passion for the game is totally telling, even though I have no idea who you really were. So yes, so I can't wait to listen to um, when this is all put together. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, aside from the path to glory, what are you looking forward to in the next, you know, month of your journey? Well, I'm looking forward to playing yeah. and I'm looking forward to reading my book. I know that I have a week off and that's what I, I plan on doing, reading my Stormcast. Yeah, y- y- actually, um, me too, because <laughs> I, I, I didn't read my Slaves to Darkness Battle tome, front to back, certainly. When Michael said he read, that's the first thing he does. I thought, oh my gosh, I just read page one. I know, I felt a little <laughs> book shamed at that moment. Yes, <laughs> like, I was too. Mind you, then, as I thought about it, I'm like, oh, that might explain a few things. The fact that I've never actually read a book front to cover. So um, our son has committed to doing 15 minutes of reading for his uh, one of his learning goals at school. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that. 15 minutes. He and I will sit down and read. Oh, good. So, because I mean the, it, I mean I was I I knew the old world chaos lore pretty well, but I've only got really now that I think about it a vague understanding of, um, you know the all points and the role of Archeon in the New Age and you know blah blah. I've got passing familiarity, but certainly not like a really deep rich understanding. So I am looking forward to doing that, buffing that up. Excellent. Uh, I know what I'm also excited about upcoming. Oh, what's that? Uh, Black Talon. Oh, yes. So when you mentioned that you'd painted Neve, and then I was going to say, oh my gosh, what do you think of Black Talon? So, yes, I am so excited about that. I I laughed when I saw it, that it was like Nurgle versus Stormcast. I know, and I thought of the dudes of Sigmar. Yeah, Ugh, exactly, right? <laughs> I mean, yes. 
I think that that we're like a metaphor for that show or something. So exactly. Um, Are you sure you want to put Nurgle to bed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when I saw that Blightkin feeding that guy the the gross little eyeball blob of disease, I'm yes. like, oh, should I bust out my Blight Kings? But no, I. I mean, I'm still playing Nurgle. I haven't left Nurgle totally behind. I never yeah, will. That's true. This is just putting the great unclean one away, then. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> He's done his time. Yeah, I'm certainly not putting Nurgle as a as a faith to bed. Right. Yeah, because you'll you'll always be Nurgle. Yeah, yeah. When you when you get yourself a Nurgle tramp stamp, you never really get to put it to bed. No, you don't. So you're just tucking it in. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Tucking okay. It in. All right. Uh, okay, but so. Um, what do you really want painted next? Well, as I look over at Crondis, I would love him to be painted. Dude, that's uh, I will I will slap chop him up. I will put some work into him, but he's going to be a while. Um, like your next unit, something a little bit smaller, like a single model or a small Like unit. Bastion? Yeah, I could paint Bastion. Okay. Bastion's in and out of some of my lists, so okay. it'd be nice to have him painted. You want him next on the list? Okay. I... I don't think he's even primed. I'll have to dust him off and prime. We have we have got to figure out a storage solution. Like I've been looking at stuff lately and we've got like boxes falling out of cupboards and stuff. So we gotta figure out a better storage system. Yeah. Now that I've taken on the hobby yeah. and the shopping part, we're we need more space. Um maybe today we could get that st- that storage case. That's right. Um, well, no, because I want to display it, and that's one okay. of the things to put in yep. the bed. So exactly, into that. sounds good. All right, I am really excited about tonight. So this is actually one of our special podcasts that um, will be sh- that is showcasing everybody's narrative. Yep. And then tonight we will have people give their little clips about Nurgle, and then we will do a podcast after our first kickoff. Yes. So, and then we'll probably take a bit of a break. We'll do this one and then a post, um, post event podcast just to summarize and be all sorts of super excited and fun, fun, fun. But I think after that, we will just take a wee bit of a break. Just so we can get some games in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was chatting with, um, coach, AOS coach and like, coach, how do you do it, man? You, you create all this great content. You review all these amazing battle tomes. You're online. You're supporting an amazing community. I'm like, how on earth do you do all this? And he offered some really sage advice about, you know, slow down, man. He says, I told you too much, too soon. He says, he he cautioned me that over the years he's seen many podcasts come out, go hard, uh, burn out after you know a few episodes and then disappear. And that's not the fate I want for the dudes of Sigmar. I think we have only begun our journey, and I want to keep it going. So, I think yeah, we might. Slow down just a wee bit. Um, wait till we actually get some games under our belt. Yeah, slow down with the podcast, not with, oh, the, not with hobby the hobby and the no, passion no. of playing. And yeah. and who knows? Maybe we will have... Yeah, we'll definitely have more content. Okay, so we're looking forward to it. All right. So as we do our Do the Sigma In and Out, we're playing I, one more. I think we have one more. We may not. If we don't... Um, Yes, so do the Sigmar in and out. This is the story of Kalanis Ashbourne and her childhood friend, 
Sheila Whiteblood, two daughters of prominent governors from the living city, hidden deep in the Everspring Swath. These two grew up attending the same classes at Iron Oak Academy, but drifted apart after the childhoods. Now, with the living city once again looking to sprout a new bud, both women volunteered to join the same Dawnbringer Crusade. In their years separated, the two women led very different lives. Kalanas devoted herself to the perfection of Warcraft, where she risked her life countless times among her fellow soldiers. On one fateful expedition, she paid the dearest price for the city she loves. And yet, she still draws breath. For as she fell, a mythical creature fell with her. And as the mighty phoenix rose once again, so too did Kalanas. Now she devotes herself to the propagation of the Phoenix Temple as an anointed of the Earth Phoenix, as well as a commander who has a personal understanding of what she asks of the troops under her command. Shayla, on the other hand, studied the higher mysteries of the realm, learning to shape the magic that runs so abundantly in the living city. She is followed in her mother's footsteps in that regard and inherited her father's ease of attracting supporters. As a sorceress of the living city, Shayla has many dedicated followers and supporters, some bordering on fanatical. Under the twinned command of Kalanis and Shayla are Kalanis's entourage of loyal Phoenix God, Shayla's household black god, and a regiment of dark shots made up of some of the aforementioned fanatical devotees. Please join us on the Living City's Ashblood Crusade as our heroes continue their exploits. Zalthar rides atop his massive carnosaur, Zlatan. Flanked by his loyal Saurus warriors, Zalthar was once some mere Saurus warrior, but he has risen through the ranks over the centuries, becoming a revered and feared leader among his kin. His many scars tell a story of countless battles, Fought in defense of the ancient temple cities of the Seraphron. He has fought against Skaven, Greenskins, and Chaos Hordes alike, and emerged victorious each time. It is said that Zalthar's ferocity in battle is unmatched and that his presence alone is enough to make even the bravest of enemies tremble with fear. Despite his fearsome reputation, Zalthar is a deeply honorable and just leader, always putting the needs of his people first. His bond with Zlak 
Titan is unbreakable, and the two have fought side by side for centuries. Their trust in each other is absolute. As they ride through the jungle, Zalthar and his warriors remain ever vigilant, always ready to defend their territory from any who would seek to harm it. But they also know that their true enemy lies beyond the jungle in the form of the dark gods that threaten to engulf the entire realm. And so they ride on, determined to do whatever it takes to protect their home and their people, no matter the cost. Sneakiest grat in the whole under caves. His grat stole found. Not stole found so many shiny bits under him. But then, Goblack showed up with his huge orbit squeak grug. Goblack chased poor Webtooth away. But it's okay. The Scabsnik, our Webtooth, found an egg when he was hiding. A big egg. The hugest egg you ever seen. Skabnik knew this egg. This egg was special. This egg was a sign from the moon. This egg was Skabnik's egg. And this egg hatched. Yes, this egg hatched. And it's a sign. A sign from the moon. That Scabsnick is still boss. You see, old Webtooth, that's me. And my hatchling, very hungry. She's gotta grow and she'll get big. As big as the moon. Then, then we get back. Oh, Scabnick knows you's hungry. Go eat. Eat! Get big, you grow! Eat! And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms, forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.